Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Amy and we had promised to get out, what, two episodes a month and that did not happen. It did not happen, but you know what? We're back at it now. You know why it didn't happen though? Because uh, after this crazy pandemic we went through, our immune systems were crap. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. We've been back to back sick. Yeah, I had pneumonia and then now you have, I don't know what you have. You have like Something's going in your ears now. <laughs> Just a whole lot of sinus yeah. and congestion. Hopefully it's not coming across on the recording, but, uh, you know. I went to a concert that was pretty much a super spreader. Yeah, that's right. You brought it into the household. I don't know if what I had you got, though. It seems like different, but maybe not. I know. That's the game you play in a household. Are you mm. all carrying the same virus? Who is patient zero? Yeah. And where should we point the finger? That's right. But let's get into this. Normally I title the episodes afterward. So for instance, the last episode I titled around being on fire because we talked a lot about the fire extinguisher. We talked about an industrial fire we had here in St. John. Uh, But this episode, we're going to title Money Talks. Money Talks. And I... The reason I chose this title is it seems to be a favorite tagline or comment by news chasers and people online. For those who don't know, news chasers is like a Facebook group news, like a local news group where anybody just says anything that they think and feel. So pretty much, and or any actually commentary on social media when it involves, you know, a celebrity or somebody who has money or a company that has money. Usually, there will be at least a handful of people who will just write. Money talks. Money talks. Yeah, it's true. You know. <laughs> They're going to get away with the thing. Money talks. Yeah. So we're actually going to be talking about money. But before we get into that, I was listening back to our last episode when I was editing, and I realized that we talked about our cat Charlie passing away. And in introducing that information, we also mentioned that our friend had been reluctant to look after Charlie when oh, we yes. went away to Costa Rica because he had that exact fear <laughs> that he yeah, would pass away. I would like to say that it wasn't that friend that was looking after Charlie. No. And that it wasn't, uh, you know... It, <laughs> it wasn't that friend. It was a premonition, I guess, but it wasn't... He, there was no... Nobody was responsible. It was another person that ended up watching Charlie. It's a pretty and, heavy subject to breach, like, you know, when you're asking a friend to watch a pet while you go away on vacation, because it's, like, 100% responsibility, right? But, like... Right, right at the hop, right off the hop, that that friend of ours basically said, uh, "I have this fear <laughs> that whenever someone's pet goes away, uh, it, I, I have a fear it's going to die." And he was he was right. <laughs> he was right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Is that what everyone's saying now? Hundred percent. That's another thing. Yeah, we've been noticing people saying hundred percent. Hundred percent. Pick up on that. Let us know if you're hearing that all over the place too. So. Long story short, our friend didn't kill our cat. No, so our that's poor, a correct. Poor Charlie did lead uh, a long and wonderful life, and it was uh, just his time. Yeah, and um, it was his time. Yeah. So I felt I needed to wrap that up. We, uh, <laughs> I wanted to bring just a, a few little discussions that we've had over the last couple of weeks that I found funny. One was there was a advertisement for a free sound bath that you shared with me, Jeff, you sent through messenger and you're like, look at this. It's a forest sound bath. 
and it's free of charge and you just go like, I don't know, middle of the afternoon for a walk through the forest and you get treated to a sound bath and I don't know, communing with nature and all that I'm stuff. I'm not even sure what a sound bath is. Wouldn't just being in the forest be a sound bath? I would think so. Like I hearing guess the it's... birds and the rustle of the leaves and isn't that a sound bath? I, I don't know. In the very literal sense, I guess you're just bathing yourself in sound. <laughs> but being the skeptic I am, I thought, what is this thing that is for free? And of course, first I thought, are they luring people into the woods to kill them? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just noticed that it was actually located by a Christmas tree farm. And then I thought, are they just bringing people to their Christmas tree farm a few weeks in advance to basically show their wares? If and that's say, what they're doing, that's a brilliant marketing <laughs> be ploy. Be like, hey, commune with nature. And while you're here, feel free to tag a tree and yeah. you can come and cut it down in a few yeah. weeks. Come and kill a tree. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but I didn't go to the sound bath. No. But we are going to go to a tree farm and cut down a tree. I know some people who did go to that sound bath, and they said it was a really wonderful experience. You're lying. No, I do. Ho- Holly went. What? Yeah, her friend Holly. And she's yeah. alive to tell the story. Oh, yeah, she loved it. And did she get herself a Christmas tree picked out? No, I don't think so. <laughs> she just went for that. Every year we debate whether we should get the artificial tree, and I just I picture my grandparents pulling out this really... It was just a really sad looking artificial Christmas tree that they wouldn't even undecorate in the you know later years. They would just basically wrap it in plastic to make sure it didn't get dusty. So they would haul it out of the closet and it would be fully assembled and decorated and they would just take the plastic off and wow. it would be done. I, I mean, it's incredibly efficient. That is really, and would they, they'd leave the lights on it and everything? Oh, it was all, yeah. It was like one of those artificial... All the artificial ornaments were on it? All those ancient oh, ornaments? everything. Everything was done. That All is the laziest do. Christmas I've ever heard of my life. That's amazing. <laughs> it wasn't a really big tree, but they... <laughs> what did they do on the 26th? Did they just have another, like, the next year's Christmas? Throw a so garbage they didn't have bag to wait over it and, and shove it in the closet? I That's don't know. Hilarious. In a way, it, it had its own little brilliance to it. No, it makes sense. I have a question for you because this is something that I think about often. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. Do you ever get a little bit confused or... Oh, I get confused all the time. (laughs) Same, same. But when people talk about a stove versus an oven, when I say stove, what do you think? Well, it's the whole unit. It's the oven and the burners. That's what a stove is. The oven is just where you cook a pizza. Okay, so I thought the stove was actually just the top part, like the stove. But I guess they say stove top. And I guess if, if the stove was just the top part, they wouldn't have to say stove top so presto you're no longer confused i know and then i was like but it's called a wood stove yeah so okay never mind listeners if you were confused as i was you now know, you I, know i could be wrong I, I i really could but that's the way i've always understood well, what do you call be. it what do i call what our oven <laughs> <laughs> i call it the i call the oven Wait. like when i'm putting stuff in the oven it's it's going just in the oven the oven is just that compartment what if you're like go boil some water put the pot on the stove all right yeah okay or the burner usually it's burner really i mean you you gotta be more specific gee you know what i guess i'm the only one who felt that this was the thing here's the thing though like you look at it this way you go to like any store to buy one of those things whether depending on what you want to call it a stove you don't say i want to buy an oven you say, I want to buy a... 
stove or a range. I don't know how that Oh, nobody says. Who's saying range? The Americans do, I think. The only time I think of range, well, two things. You know how I know that? Home on the range and a range hood. You know how I know that is because whenever when I was a kid, I was watch I, you would watch Prices Right and it would say a beautiful range when it came out. Not oh. they never said oven or like stove. Bob Barker would that that's what he would say well, when the, they would the wheel announcer, it out on stage. The announcer would say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. When he's I explaining the items. Okay. So a wonderful gas range. But we call it a range <laughs> hood. We don't call it a stove hood. No, that's true. We should just call it a suck up all the smoke hood. Yep. We don't even have one. We should, but we don't. Before we get into our actual topic, let's talk about some show recommendations because we just finished up a crazy... Oh, I loved that show. Oh, it was such a quick uh, watch and I just stumbled across it on the internet. It had great reviews. It's called Jury Duty. Yeah. And it's a reality show. But wait, it's not your usual type of reality show. It's basically they, and this isn't giving anything away, the concept is laid out for you from the get-go, but the main person in it is a real person who thinks they are in a documentary about being a juror and the whole jury duty process. Mm -hmm. But everybody else on the show, they're all actors. Everybody, like the judge... All the act, all the other jurors, everybody in the courthouse, they're all actors. And it goes on for, I, I don't want to give it away, but it, it's a, a few weeks. Eight episodes. Eight episodes, half hour episodes, really Eight quick watch. Episodes. And you know what I really loved about this thing is how it wrapped it up. You know oh, how you yeah. sort of want to see the behind the scenes of how something's done? This show does it. And I was really skeptical. I thought, how does, how do they do this? How does this guy really not know? But watching it all the I way through I think that's what they want you helped. to think the whole time is like, how how is this even possible? How is this guy going along for this ride? But it's really, uh, it really is quite a ride. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really highly entertaining. I, I highly recommend it. I really, really enjoyed it. Well, and I compared it to, well, I think the Truman Show was one idea that, you know, that kind yeah. of came to mind for it. But then also just the idea of people who go undercover. Yeah. You know, when they're, it was, so all of the actors obviously are next level incredible to be able to maintain character full on for that length of time. But uh, yeah, jury duty, check it out. I guess stream it, was it wherever you stream your stuff. Kind of loosely based on a show that came out in the early 2000s called The Joe Schmo Show. If you're familiar with that, that also entailed a lot of a- actors and check that one out too. We, we, I'd love to, I just can't find it. It's too old. Too old. too old. Poor Joe Schmo is just Joe too Schmo. old. Mm-hmm. The morning show was also great. Wrapped up its final season. I was not expecting such a strong and and like entertaining last season because usually these shows they lose steam, you know, towards the end. And billions too. Yeah, billions was really good too. Now like I know this. there's mixed reviews on them, as there always are. How is it but that we you love and them? I always like the same shows? Isn't that unusual? Aren't there like people who've been married for years that just like one of them loves like, you know, sports? Uh, yeah, sports, <laughs> sports movies or I'm like so thankful you don't whatever, like you know, like superhero movies. I, I just don't understand. There's no, not really many shows. We don't shows. watch horror movies, no superheroes, no vampires or zombies, not our thing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just interesting to me. I always wonder what those couples are doing. Are they sitting in different rooms? Because we're so watching? unalike. Like, let's be honest. I mean, well, we don't want to have while, two televisions going. Yeah. Like, that's craziness. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about money. And in terms of the structure, is 
it's questions that you can ask your partner about money to see if you're on the same page about how you think about your finances. Okay. So I found this really fascinating. The questions come from an article I read in Simplify Magazine. It's a magazine that I get, electronic magazine, all around minimalism. In mm-hmm. my eternal hope to eventually become a, a true minimalist. Okay. This is something that I fool myself and I read this magazine and then I read all about the things that I'm not going to do. But this particular article was fascinating and I thought this would be a great podcast episode. So let's get started. I would say we're minimalists in comparison to hoarders. You know, people who have so many things in their home that they can't even walk around. We're, we're minimalists. We're also passive and, compared to serial killers. Like. To yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah we're not hoarders but I, I i honestly i would be happy in a room with barely anything i keep my office that way you do i, I would i will contest to that i love it yeah i love just no mental clutter just clean surfaces i only bring out what i'm working on i don't have that control in our home but that's why our home is so homey and loving yeah. and how that clutter of our lives working is, on it is comforting oh and i know i'm just delaying this but That's the okay. wallpaper update wallpaper so even update. though so we had if you recall oh. from a previous episode our scratched up wallpaper courtesy of our cat charlie it was finally a project we were going to take on and and jeff i have to say you really took it on and then you threw out your back and then you got sick oh yeah and then i got I sick and eventually we got her done well, yeah. you mostly got it done. I got to give Jeff the credit on this one because I was... I just plugged away at it, you know? I didn't really see it as, like, you know, something I needed to finish in two days. So it's it good, took, good it took me It took me a week. That was the goal. We I ultimately think. failed. It was a really lot... It was a lot of work with that, especially with that wallpaper, getting all that frayed, like, clawed up wallpaper off and stuff like we that. We embraced of, a bit of a stucco look. Off of plaster. Yeah, yeah, it was not that bad. There's little spots. You no, know, it's got character. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you go down south and they've got that, like in Mexico, they've got those stucco walls with texture or other places. Did we use a picture of the wallpaper in one of our podcasts? We did. Okay, so we'll have to do an updated picture. Yes. To show what it kind of looks like now. Everything's painted a nice white. Yes, and there it's are no, a white room now. no more utility knives on the stairs. That's right. The fact that we painted it all white. We never knew what to call this room. I don't know, listeners, if you struggle with this, but sometimes there are certain rooms in your house that just don't have good names. Yeah. Like, obviously, you got your kitchen, your living room, bedroom, but then there's like the... Well, you'd hate to just say spare room because it's not really. No. It's usually a storage room, room or something. Now we have a white room yep. that is completely empty because all the things that are in it are jammed into our other rooms. That's right. Until That's we right. figure out what configuration will work for us. And That's we, right. we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, we will. All right. So the first question I'm going to pose to you, Jeff, is in my house growing up, money was blank. How would you fill in that sentence? And Jeff hasn't heard these questions. So, in my house well, growing up, money was what? Blank. So oh. while you think about that, I'll give you a little bit more information around the question. So uh, the idea is everybody's mind, money mindset is different and opposites tend to attract So chances are the experiences that you've had with money over the course of your life may be different than the ones your partner had. And uh, oh, yeah, another another comment around this is that more is caught than taught. Basically, 
the way you saw your parents talk about money or not talk about it influenced your attitude about money from an early age. And uh, yeah, so I'm just curious, what what was money? Yeah, money wasn't really discussed in, when I was a kid at all. It wasn't really... It wasn't even really shared very much. I had a very selfish father, so he, he, he hoarded a lot of it and made the rest of the family suffer. So that's the experience that I had there. Okay. Well, you know what's interesting about the silence thing is it was the same in my household. I think that my parents... Well, I think my mother will have heard the title of this episode and immediately be a little bit worried that I'm going to talk too much about money. Because that was very much the message. Don't talk about money. Yeah. Don't. I remember my grandmother saying, don't flash your money around. Someone will come and grab it out of your hand. Um, I don't know who's doing that, but maybe people are waving money around. Well, you wouldn't do it in a big city. I don't think mm. I would like take out my wallet with a bunch of 20s in a bodega in New York City or something like that. I always just pictured someone like fanning themselves you know? with a whole mitt full of yeah. dollar bills. Yeah. And someone else running up and grabbing it. Throwing it up and frolicking <laughs> in it and stuff. <laughs> But that Ella, was like, what's that movie? What's that movie where Scrooge uh, McDuck? No, <laughs> no, it had it had the unfortunate Kevin Spacey in it. it oh, it American Beauty. That's it, American Beauty. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, actually, they were rose petals, not money. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <You know. laughs> different scene altogether. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was money too I for know. a minute. You had me. Oh, that's you had hilarious. Me. No, definitely rose petals and definitely a scumbag. So it seems like our families were on the same page in terms of not really talking about money. But my parents were also, yeah. I guess it was very important to them to educate me about money. So yeah. we didn't talk specifics like don't ask people how much they make. Don't ask people how much something costs, yeah. how much they have in savings. That was sort of the messaging I and guess I think it's I think that's a very much a generational thing. I guess in my family it was more it was more like it was utilitarian. So in the respect that okay, like you know, we're going to buy a vehicle and but it's not going to be a family vehicle where everybody can get in it and go places as a family. It's going to be a, a vehicle for work and that's it, you know. And the kids get in the back of the truck, that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So that's where the money went. Like that's how money was spent. It was like you know, before you get a fridge, you get a stereo because that's what that's what the patriarch wanted. Our family was there was a healthy respect for money, yeah, and I grew up with that. Cool, and you know, I think that that plays a lot into the f- fact that I just hate shopping. Like yeah. I've never been somebody who enjoys going out and just buying things. Yeah, I actually get like almost nauseated walking into a Walmart or. Well, we don't even have a Costco membership, which is pretty much blasphemy around here. But I just don't enjoy the experience. I love spending money on experience. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. Going places and memories and stuff. And, you know, that's okay. Yeah. That's a great way to spend money, you know. But, like, I everything I learned from money from a young age, I learned on my own. No one ever taught me anything about opening up a bank account or you know how that's exciting for some kids. You know. Oh yeah, we did. I did that at yeah at a young age. Yeah, I never. And I remember having my bank book that you had to go in and they would stamp it and you filled out your credit and debit slips. Gave you a better understanding of how money really worked, probably more so than a purely electronic age. But I. Don't know that that's the case with everybody. I was fortunate. I was fortunate to have parents that took the time to show me that. 
And I know so many people get into, you know, buying a new house and have no idea what's involved in terms of expenses. So yeah, definitely plays a big role how you grew up. These are, again, questions to have, uh, good conversation starters to have with your partner to see where where you're coming from. It's, It's questions that I never really think about unless I'm asked. So thanks for asking. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. All right. Question number two. It's called the fear talk. My greatest financial fear is blank. Now, I'll give again some more context while Jeff has time to think about this one. So fear is a terrible financial advisor is the idea around this. And it's uh, so it's crucial to recognize your fears around money. And by recognizing that, you can sort of put them aside and it allows you to think a little bit more clearly, process information rationally and uh, not just act or react. One of the examples the author of the article gives is the idea around toilet paper during the pandemic and how people acted out of fear. Oh, I see. And uh, the idea, you know, necessarily, it wasn't something that came to fruition as well. I guess in some areas it did only because people reacted and bought up the supply. But the uh, irrational reaction uh, around fear yeah, I think so my, some people hoard money. You hear people passing yeah. away and they have mattresses filled with money or. Yeah, my my fear of money is really or fear surrounding money is just the stress of not having it in any capacity. Do you know what I mean? Like if you don't have it, then you're not going to be able to do things that you want to do, like have an apartment, which is getting more and more difficult these days, you know, because oh, rents yeah. are so high and. I don't know that that's always been in a concern that if that ever happened, it would be very, very unfortunate because there's a lot of people that actually go through that. So, but you're looking for a specific example and I can't, I don't know. I can't really, I mean, honestly, like I'm just going to go to the bare bones, like not being able to afford food would just be like ridiculously difficult and just hard to deal with. Well, yeah. And let me, let me, recognize the fact that we have you know incredible privilege to be able to have this conversation about what our fear is rather than experiencing the the exact fear or stress that's involved with not being able to put food on the table which very much uh is a part of our our community directly and you know the world over so uh, i do want to acknowledge that i think for me fear is around having money in my old age when i'm at a point where i'm not in a position to earn income or if i were to have you know a critical illness of some sort that situation so i've always tried to build Mm -hmm. a safety net around that. that's something you've taught me to put money away for a rainy day. I think I always would, but like not to the extent that we actually do because I feel it's a super important thing to do, I guess, you know? Well, and I just, again, the, I hate shopping so much. It makes it easier to put money away. I was thinking the other day that I've never in my life bought a major appliance. And I, you know, I'm in my 40s. And I've I never, haven't either. We've never gone shopping for Although a when fridge. I got, when I got back from Korea teaching English, I, I bought my mom a washer and dryer because she needed it. Oh, so that's okay. the one thing. Or I helped her buy it anyways. I think every every house. So I bought my first house when I was 20, I think. Yeah. Uh, just shy 21. And all of the appliances I had were given to me. I remember I actually had a fridge that was... Probably originally Harvest Gold, but someone painted it chocolate brown. Oh, so lovely. if you could picture that 
fridges don't really paint up that well. No, but it worked well. Was the gold coming through the brown? Yeah, there was that's a few just little beautiful. It was. Oh my! It goodness. was a work of art. I had the, the dishwasher there. given to me, and I think the house that came with the washer and dryer, and then every other house I've had has just really come with the appliances. It's like a boxy piece of crap that underneath it's gold, you know? Yeah. Brown to gold. <laughs> anyway. I know. Harvest gold was a classic color of the 80s. You know, I'll knock on wood before saying this, but like we we are so lucky in this house to have such like like workhorse uh, appliances. I have no idea how we're they're not The washer dying, and dryer and that we work have so well our dishwasher. Yeah. So I, I knocked on wood already. And I, I'm not even superstitious, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, yeah. so you got to knock on So maybe I'll wood. get through my entire life with never having to buy yeah. a major appliance. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Well, it's too bad we didn't have better, uh, better luck with vacuum cleaners, honey. <laughs> oh, vacuum cleaners. Why can't, why can't, it's the only thing I want to suck and it just does not. Uh, Our vacuum cleaners suck. Yeah. But not in the right way. Yeah. And they just, so I got one that was cordless because I thought, ah, I hate messing with cords. Well, the battery barely lasts. And I know. That's uh, really disappointing, actually. It you'll, is. you'll charge the battery for a day and it will literally last like 20 minutes, maybe. And I got that stupid little shark vacuum. And I don't know if you've noticed how much I try to make use of it because I feel like I have buyer's yeah, you regret. You bought it. You bought it. It was probably one of those impulse buys. Oh, we need one of those. I don't really make impulse buys, but I didn't thoroughly research it. Okay, well then, that's why it's such a lemon. But I use it. I use it. People are probably sick of us talking about our appliances, by the way. Number (laughs) three, the dreams talk. So what's one of our... What's one of our biggest shared dreams? I actually know this, I think. Let's, on the count of three. What? Our, uh, no, wait, what's the question? What's our biggest shared dream around money? Like if we had all the oh, money in the world. I know this. Answer. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Travel. travel. Yeah. yeah. To we have enough to travel that. the rest of our lives. That was really cool how we said that together. Travel. <laughs> it's like when we sing happy birthday for somebody and make a video for it. Happy birthday. Like, you got to stop it. Oh, my gosh. Come on, guys. Let's have some energy here. We watch back our happy birthday videos we send to people, and they were atrocious. I can't believe that we sent some of them. We have so many of them, too, right? We try. We try. So having a shared dream with your partner about how you're working toward a long-term goal, where you're going to spend your money, is an important thing. Here's a question. Are you a spontaneous giver or a planned giver? This actually has to do more mean? with like charitable. Money? Yeah, like charitable uh, donations. Do you have a little bit that comes out of your paycheck? Yeah, yeah. We take a little bit of paycheck for families at Christmas. And, you know, like if I'm giving somebody some money on the street and stuff, like that's a sometimes a spontaneous decision. Uh, and then there's other things like, you know, world issues like, earthquakes and stuff like that where you and i have a quick discussion and we send money away like that's you know so that's pretty much how we how we do that yeah i think that that's something that we have in common is when there's a a major tragedy well and i mean there's no shortage of things happening worldwide but when there is something that we feel a bit helpless and distance from we yeah we do try to make some sort of contribution And There's we, no shortage of things to give to either, you know. So those are sort of some of the key questions just to get the conversation going with your partner about money. And uh, I think there's always less stress when you're both on the same page. Oh, absolutely. And maybe if you're not on the same page, maybe you can at least appreciate where the other person's coming from. 
One tip I want to just, it's, this is just a random tip I'm going to put out there, is that I had noticed that my Facebook requests I was, were going up, that I was getting a lot of, I was basically getting catfished by these Ooh. men in... From Texas. Yeah, Texas, the guys? Texas, yeah. Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was all the same idea of the same, like, they always had a picture Bitcoin? like they're a doctor or... Oh. I don't know, some prestigious job and they <laughs> wanted to be my friend. And I thought, uh, you know, I, I was sort of checking out Reddit threads and this is becoming even more and more popular. And I thought I had my Facebook locked down pretty well, yeah. you know, but I changed my profile photo to not have my face in it and they stopped completely. Oh, wow. That's a good thing to yeah. to know. I don't, I don't have my face in mine either. It's just like a drawing. But yeah. Yeah, yours is kind of a creepy drawing. Yeah, well, it keeps them away, keeps people away. So <laughs> that's what I'm on Facebook for: is to not all talk those to people. Texan and Florida yep. Floridians men away from you <laughs> from catfishing. Yeah. So, anyways, anybody who's out there getting catfished on Facebook, maybe try changing up your Facebook. That's profile a good tip because usually I do the the you know the parting tip, but I I don't have one right now. Oh, I guess I kind of do. Yeah. You know those erasers at the end of pencils? Don't <laughs> use do. them because they don't they make things worse. That's it. <laughs> See you next week everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>